1: Marv, we sat in these same two seats a year ago and we said the Patriots to the Super Bowl. We're a year later and we're saying it again. The New England Patriots are to the Super Bowl. What's going on, everybody? This is the CLNS Media Network's Patriots postgame show. I'm your host, Mike Mono, alongside my guy, Marvin Azan. Again, the New England Patriots are to the Super Bowl after their victory at home at Gillette Stadium against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 24 to 20. AFC Championship game has come to an end. The Patriots once again are headed to another Super Bowl. Marv, what a game! How sweet it sounds!
0: Ooh. How sweet it sounds here in New England. We are so used to saying it, but it always feels so good. Patriots are to the Super Bowl, Mike. And once again, once again, they didn't make it easy. This was not an easy game. You knew Jacksonville Jaguars with their defense. With all three phases, you know, secondary, the linebackers in their front four. This brought up a huge challenge to the Patriots. We knew that going into the game. But, man, oh, man, there was times in this game where you thought, whoo, Patriots are really going to need – one of those Brady magics to bring them out. And that's what happened here. 24 to 20, Mike. New England started off hot, you know, started off the game hot, got the field goal, started off 3-0 and then Jacksonville really got it going, scored consecutively 14 points It became 14 to three. And then from there, there's a lot of things we can talk
1: about oh. into this game, a lot of I mean, honestly, if you watch the game and especially coming out of that first half, I know people can look back into the history and see how the Patriots played against the Atlanta Falcons, how the Patriots played against the uh, Seattle Seahawks when they made unbelievable comebacks. But if you're like me, you know, you don't want to really rely on new England's performances in those games in the past. You kind of just want to focus in on this game. And I know for a lot of people like myself, the way the game was going, the way the defense was playing, you know, offensive, the play calling was very questionable a lot of the times. And on top of all of that, Tom Coughlin is with the Jacksonville Jaguars Jack yeah. organization, and you know his history against the New England Patriots. You weren't feeling too good as this game was continuing to progress. I mean, a lot of things were taking place, so you just feel like it wasn't going to fall in the Patriots' favor. They just weren't going to make those big plays. Things weren't going to happen. And then all of a sudden, playoff dola.
0: Playoff oh, There's dola. so much we can Play, tackle with this game.
1: Please, <laughs> yep. so send the comments all the way. I see them already flowing in playoff dola the goat tom brady oh my goodness let's go so let's break it down like
0: let's break it down let's talk about the first the first half of this football game you go going into the game it was 14 to 10. so how did we get there first of all you talk about playoff dola but we saw a little bit of brandon cooks brandon cooks had a really good game there's a play in the second half but right now we're just going to talk about the first half first half brandon cooks was Cooking, you know, six receptions, hundred yards, no touchdowns. But Bouye could not stand with could not stand with Cooks at all, and Brady was finding him early. But you you look at that, and so you already had that mismatch. Another mismatch during the game was Rob Gronkowski. You know, even though he had he had one catch, three targets, a 21 yards, and then that big concussion play happened in the sec in the second quarter. Mike, how did that? changed the game for the
1: Patriots. I mean, obviously from the fans perspective, you see that the Patriots offense lose Gronkowski and you know, your heart just drops because you know how much of a factor he is, especially being Tom Brady's favorite target, losing Gronkowski, you know, people are probably looking at this game. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's that much harder for the Patriots to get things going and have things uh, clicking on all cylinders for them. So, that play with Gronkowski, you know, I was holding out hope that he was going to come no, back. He wasn't coming you know, back but from that. You saw the play, how he went down, how he wobbled to his feet. It just, you just knew, you know, you weren't seeing Gronkowski for the game. But Gronkowski goes out. Other guys have to step up. And, you know, Tom Brady is forced to, you know, try to do his best to spread the ball around. You know, you mentioned Cooks. We mentioned Amandola. You know, James White, you know, was, you know, heavily involved in this game. And then you have one guy. Who made a huge play? Who's kind of been, you know, a non-factor all season, but he yeah. has one huge play. Philip
0: Dorsett. Some of you guys will say who?
1: Philip Dorsett. I think wasn't it? A, I think it was a third down. It was, it was on a, a third, down, third play. down play. Big third down play. You know, the Patriots were in a lot of tough situ- situations. Third down. You know, in the first half of the game was an area where the Patriots were having mega problems, and they weren't able to convert a lot on third down. But that one play with Philip Dorsett. Makes a huge reception to keep the the drive alive, you know. Again, when Grob gronkowski goes down, a lot of other players have to step up. Philip Dorsett was one of them for sure. Um,
0: so you, a guy that everyone's been talking about in the comments so far is Amendola. Mike. Every every year we say the same thing: the man is clutch. He's clutch. He's clutch. The second half, Amendola took over. There was one series where he had three catches for 44 yards and that big touchdown that. Pretty much put the game on ice. On ice. Amendola was incredible. Seven receptions, 84 yards, two touchdowns, and he's just rolling off of what he did last week. Mike Edelman's not in this, not in the game, obviously, throughout this whole year. Gronk goes down. You had you had a feeling Amendola was gonna be the guy to come up big. You know, in third down situations, there was a play, it was third and eighteen, Mike. Third and eighteen during the game. You just had a feeling is going to be the guy to get the ball. 20 yards down, Brady finds him. And Brady, we haven't mentioned him much yet. We won't get to Brady. Don't worry. (laughs) Brady was sharp during this game against another defense. It doesn't matter what defense you bring into into Brady. It could be the Seattle Seahawks defense, Denver Broncos. He finds a way to dissect this defense. And Brady was razor sharp in this game. All the thumb talk goes away because... The guy was crazy, and he found Amendola on some tight, tight windows.
1: Yeah, Brady was surgical in this game. (laughs) They need to give Brady, you know, a a doctor in front of his name because he was surgical the way he was hitting targets down the field. I mean, this guy, the word you just used was the correct word to use, sharp. You know, his balls, the accuracy was on point. You know, even even the, the balls that he threw that, you know, the wide receivers weren't able to come up with the catch. Those plays were still on point. Those deep balls where he tried to find guys in double coverage a couple of times, as crazy as you looked at it, you know, why is Brady throwing in double coverage? A lot of those balls are catchable. if You know, yeah, if it's not double coverage, it's, it's, if it's one-on-one, on one it. and, you know, the wide receiver just makes a good leap to go up for it, Brady's putting putting a lot of those balls right on target. He was shot all game long. And, again, this is a 40-year-old quarterback, a guy who's supposedly, you know, supposed to be handsome, cliff, and falling off. This is a guy who has a cut, you know, stitches in his throwing hand. So many things, storylines going into this game for Tom Brady, but this guy just comes out and puts out another, yet another Tom Brady-esque performance. This guy is the GOAT. I mean, we talk about a year and a year out, but it's getting to a point where if you look at the GOATs, you know, the greatest to ever do it in different sports. You know, people say Muhammad Ali is the greatest boxer. Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player. Wayne Gretzky is the greatest hockey player. Babe Ruth might be the greatest baseball player. Tom Brady... Is the greatest football player, quarterback, whatever to play. If that's if there's a room full of all those guys, you would just have to think Tom Brady's sitting at the head of the table. It's getting to that point. This is this is going to be his eighth. It's getting eighth to the point. Super, eighth Super Bowl appearance.
0: I mean the the guy's one five. He's going look, he's looking for number six. Jordan's never lost so you could you know you could put him in there as a guy who's never lost. But eight Super Bowl appearances, that's especially in the sport of the NFL, that's amazing. But Mike, opposite of the Phil Brady was Blake Bortles. So now you knew going into this game, Mike, if Jacksonville had any chance, Bortles was going to have to play amazing. And for the most part, Bortles looked pretty good in this game. The Jaguars looked decent. Bortles ended off the game 23 for 36, 293 yards and a touchdown. Fournette led the team in rushing with 24 carries and 76 yards. And Fournette, especially in the first quarter, going into the second quarter, was really, was really pounding the ball into you know, this
1: Patriots interior defense. And Patriots had no answers for them at first. Not at all. You know, Fournette, once he got going, you know, he's a very powerful back. Not only is that, he's a little elusive too. He had a couple spins. I saw one play where he spinned right off of uh, Patrick Chung to pick up some yards. This often surprised me, honestly. In all honesty, coming into this game, I thought, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Blake Borders, I thought they, they would struggle offensively. You know, obviously, fornette's a great running back, but I look at their quarterback, Blake Borders, a stat that I continue to tell people, a stat that I tell you. Blake Borders has thrown 13 touchdowns in the regular, I mean, th- 13 interceptions in the regular season, and that was a career low for Blake Borders, 13 interceptions, career low. So I figured... You know, not only will the, off, the offense struggle for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I expected to see one or maybe two picks from, you know, a very talented, a seasoned veteran uh, New England Patriots uh, defense who has been in this situation, been in these games before, and knows how to perform. But in all honesty, you know, Blake Borders had himself a game. You were looking at this game, you know, and also last week where the Jacksonville Jaguars faced the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're looking at two games where Blake Borders played probably the best – Football yeah. of his career, you know, the game he had against Steelers in Pittsburgh was amazing. And then the game he had today, even though it was in a losing effort, he had an amazing game against uh, the Patriots. But when it came down to it and the Patriots made their run and got back into the game, I told myself, I told you, you know, I tweeted out a couple of times. Blake Bortles wasn't built for this. He's not built for this. He's not built for these he wasn't type ready, of situations. He He's not ready. Moment. He's not built for this type of situation. He's not built for this moment. So once the Patriots, you know, regained the lead, once the Patriots made it um, 2017 and then they took the lead to make it 24-20, I just knew Blake Bortles wasn't built for this. For me to see Blake Bortles drive down the field and get a touchdown, I didn't see it happen. You know, as great as he had been all game long, you know, when the, when the push comes to shove and it was time to make something happen, Blake Bortles, again, he wasn't built for the moment.
0: And, and let's give – not only was Blake Bortles not ready for the moment, like you said, let's give the Patriots' defense some credit as well. They stepped up in the moment. In the moment, big time in the fourth quarter, the pass rush was there, Mike. I know you you mentioned uh, when, while we were watching James Harrison with that big play to force the fumble on Blake Bortles. Um, Gilmore, he led up a big catch to Dede, um, Dede Westbrook, and then he comes back again on that, on that fourth down play where he stops – he stops um, the Bortles touchdown play. where well, he really stepped into the ball. So Gilmore was great in this game. Butler, another, <laughs> another funny money game. We'll get from into him me. for you sure. Know, another funny money game. But overall, the defense really stepped up in that second half. And when she put pressure, like you said, on Bortles, on this offense to really start making plays, you knew you could stop them. The run wasn't working at yeah. all in the second half. And they started becoming predictable. You knew they were going to try to run in the first quarter. And then... I mean, in the first down and second down, they run again and you force them on a tough third down position play. And Portals is not a quarterback that can carry you once you're down or once the heat starts coming up. But you know, the Patriots are starting to roll. They start to have momentum that give credit to the Jacksonville Jaguars defense because there was times where Patriots were supposed to get going. You know, you felt like they were, and then they had that fumble against Lewis on that double the double um, pass play, which was which was really crazy. So they made some stops when they could. But. At the end of the day, Tom Brady was too much. But the people who are watching right now, let us know what you guys thought was the biggest moment of the game. Ask us some questions while we hear some words from DraftKings. So listen up, Hoop fans. Basketball season is back, and now as your favorite hardwood heroes have returned to action. It's time for you to put your fantasy knowledge to the test and win huge cash prizes every night. Play one day fantasy basketball at DraftKings.com. At DraftKings, there are so many ways to play. Choose from your public contests with huge cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against your friends. They even got beginner and casual contests where you play against people from similar skill sets. The best part. You get to draft a new team each day. And drafting the team is probably the best part of fantasy. The only thing that gets better, Mike, you win cash doing it. Ask Dan from St. Louis and Jeremy from Austin. They both turned $3 entries into 1000 bucks. So use the code CLNS at jackkings.com to play for free and your first deposit for share of $10,000 in total prizes tonight. Don't wait. Use code CLNS at DraftKings.com now to choose your lineup and you can draft seriously and win cash tonight. That's code CLNS, only at DraftKings.com, the game inside the game.
1: Marv, as as happy as, you know, Pats Nation is about this game, you know, I don't wanna be Debbie Downer, but I know there's something that was taking place early on in the game with that. Have you, you know, highly upset? And you're questioning ooh, question, ooh, questioning ooh, a lot of stuff, ooh. and that is the play calling that took place. You know, one area that that I was, you know, getting very frustrated at was there was two separate situations. I, they might have been back-to-back drives, where the Patriots were third and four, okay. third and four, and you think out of all the plays that Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady has that they ran over the years, they can pick up a, a measly five yards. And on back-to-back situations where they had the ball third and four, they weren't able to just pick up, you know, five yards to get the first down. Now, honestly, all of this doesn't really matter now because Patriots won the game. But questionable play calling like that can lead to losses. You know, they got Mm -hmm. the win today, but obviously you're going to face a team in in, um, the Philadelphia Eagles or the Minnesota Vikings who are going to be, you know, the best team coming out of the NFC at the end of the day. So this play calling that we saw today, I know it frustrated you a lot. And it's something that, you know, can't be the case going forward, especially if you're trying to achieve that, that six Super Bowl win. So
0: going into this game, Mike, I remember even telling you, I said this was going to be a Deion Lewis-Rex Burkhead game. At the end of the day, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a Deion Lewis. But, Mike, you know, when I figured that out, I figured that out in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. You saw, you saw you try to do a couple screen plays to Lewis, and Jacksonville defense is really good. They're really fast, and they hit hard. We didn't see Burkhead after that quick slant catch he had for five yards. He got taken out pretty much. So I, I not on the field, realized this is not going to work. You know, you're going to have to switch things up. The place of Brandon Cooks was working. You would be able to get down the field here and there. But Josh McDaniels was – sticking to that game plan of the the screens the um he did a couple of toss plays that to the right side to the left side that weren't working and he continued and continued to do that which was slowing down the Patriots progress in the first half which is the reason why they weren't getting into field goal range and it was driving me crazy that the fact either Josh McDaniels was giving Jacksonville d- defense no respect or he's just one Stubborn SOB I just I just uh, didn't understand the game plan going forward and then when the Patriots had their back against the wall That's when you started to see Brady slinging the
1: the ball down the field and they were having more success doing so Absolutely, and I mean a lot of that success again took place when Amandola started to get more involved I I don't think Amandola was really involved that much in the first half You know it was an afterthought. I mean, you know Amandola's on the field, but the way the offense was flowing You know, it was heavily Cooks, I mean, Cooks and and Gronkowski, you know, he was targeted a few times, you know, they're trying to get Lewis going and James White got involved, but Amendola was not really targeted at all in that first half until the second half, I mean, the second half came around and it looked like McDaniels got his head out of his butt and started to put things together and figure, and they figured out how they can really attack, you know, this Jaguars defense on top of that, as the game really started winding down, it looked like similar to last year in the Super Bowl, the Jacksonville—I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars—conditioning looked like it possibly yeah, this, started to take a this, toll on them. A couple drop. of guys started dropping down with injuries. You know, maybe some cramps, uh, maybe dehydrate. Whatever the case Water may boys be. boys were doing the job. Know, it like, looked like it looked like the Patriots were built to handle this situation, handle the conditioning and all of that stuff. And it just looked like the Jacksonville Jaguars slowly were just dropping off. All the energy that they had, all the hard-hitting, all the speed, all the agility that they had at the beginning of the game just slowly started to decrease, and it wasn't there anymore. And a lot of that led to the reason why the Patriots were able to just have so much success, and Brady was just hitting targets, bang, 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 bang. I mean, you just knew a touchdown was that Amandola touches a touchdown to anybody you knew it was coming because the Patriots, once they're on that roll and Brady has that momentum yes. and things are just flowing for them, and they're just in the role of their offense. You know, that big plays are happening and touchdowns will be scored. And that's exactly what happened for the Patriots to take that 24 to 20 lead. But Mike, the third quarter, we're talking
0: about how good the second half was, but that third quarter was, wasn't good. You know, Patriots weren't able to score. They weren't able to get things going. And, A big play, Mike, that could have cost this team was the the throw to Brandon Cooks. You Mm -hmm. know, Brandon Cooks had Bouye beat, which he's been having Bouye beat the whole game. Wide open, Brady, once again, spot on. And Cooks drops a huge, huge open ball, elementary, Mike, elementary pitch and catch off his fingers. (laughs) And that one right there, while the pitchers are struggling to get back, It was in the back of my head. It was like a nightmare, Mike. Like, this could be a play that could haunt the Patriots. And it's starting to feel like, you know, I love Brandon Cooks on this team. He definitely has value. He shows that with the deep balls, with with the forced um, pass interferences and everything like that. But once a game, you see him have one of those major drops that happen.
1: And it's it's weird because... He missed that drop wide open. If he catches it, that's a quick six on the board for the Patriots. But he made some other tough catches for Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, he finished the game with um, six. With six receptions on eight targets. Those six receptions weren't easy. You know, a lot of them, he's, he's catching the ball and getting hit automatically. A lot of them, he's catching the ball in the air and just getting taken right to the ground. That one of those targets that he did, that he dropped. Was the easiest out of all of them, and he just wasn't able to to reel it in. So, I mean, like you said, Brandon Cooks brings a lot of value to this team. You know, I think they, you know, reading an article earlier on espnboston.com talking about how, you know, he's one of the iron men for the Patriots. He doesn't miss a lot of snaps, he's always on the field. But yeah, he does. There's been a lot of games, and this game right here that we watched this afternoon, a big play that he could have had, and it was a drop. But if he can have similar performances like he had today in the Super Bowl. I take another six reception 100 yard game from from cooks, you know, you know, that's what's something you're looking forward to seeing. You know, you have cooks doing that. You assume that assume Gronkowski will be back for the Super Bowl, you know, concussion protocol. I think he'll be through that. You know, you get the extra week off before the Super Bowl game. You'll have your full offense back. So just Tom Brady with these weapons, man. You, you feel real confident, especially after, you know, this Jaguars defense could possibly be the toughest defense you faced in the playoffs. You know, obviously Minnesota poses yep. a threat. Philadelphia is also a threat. You know, they made it this far for a reason, but everybody hyped up the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, you know, and they, they showed it Mike, they showed it in this game that this defense is for yeah. real and there's a lot of talk even before that this Jaguar defense is kind of similar to the uh, Denver Broncos defense that the Patriots mm-hmm. faced, you know, a couple of years ago. I think that's a conversation that we had uh, last week. So, the Patriots were able to do what they did against this Jacksonville Jaguars defense. It has, it has you feeling very confident as to what can take place in the Super Bowl against you know whichever team comes comes out victorious in the AFC Champion NFC Championship game. Mike, another thing I want to talk about, you know, the defensive back plays.
0: They were up and down, up and down throughout the whole game. Another week, though, where the tackling was really good. I feel like on the receivers in the tight ends, you didn't see many yards after the catch. That's something I really look at when I watch these DBs play. McCourty had some great stoppage on third down, especially late into the game. Chung, he let up that big, big touchdown in early in the game to Mercedes Lewis. But I feel like he, you know, once Patricia started using him in some blitz packaging, everything like that, later he got he started getting ready. He he looked pretty good out there as well, Chung. Butler and Gilmore—they were up and down. You know, I know we got a comment from uh, I believe Clifton saying he was MVP, aka Ty Dolla I'm mad I didn't. I'm mad I never thought about that. I saw that. He does—he does does look like Ty Dolla a little bit. But Gilmore, these a couple weeks now where he doesn't get thrown at a lot now because his coverage has been great, and he's stepping up. This is what you brought him in here for—to you know, make big plays—and he made a huge play against Blake Bortles.
1: Yeah. He's definitely stepped up, you know, over the last couple of weeks in this game. You know that uh, game saving—that's what you want to call it. You know, pass deflection that he had at the end there was huge. I think, in my opinion, his biggest play in the Patriots uniform thus far. You know, I think, you know, these last couple of games in this game, you kind of see a clear separation between Gilmore and Butler. Like, yep. Gilmore's plays dropped off. I mean, not Gilmore. Sorry, Butler's plays dropped off, and you saw in this game that. As bad as I think Blake Bortles is, he was targeting Butler, going after him. And I, I think Marquise Lee was the guy that um, Butler was on the majority of the time. And Marquise Lee was making plays and it had you know Butler looking 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 stupid. In all honesty, but you got to give these guys credit. The whole defense, you got to give them credit because they really turned up their play and you know raised their intensity in the second half especially. And that's all you want to continue seeing from them. You know they lived to fight another game. So the intensity they, they had today, especially in the second half, you gotta take it to a whole nother level come Super Bowl time. And they
0: and they're prepared. This is an experienced team. You got Jay saying I was surprised to see Cooks getting targeted as much, but the Jacks seem prepared for the short slash run game. Yeah, I, I I wasn't expecting this big of a game from Cooks, but once once in the first quarter you saw that. Cooks was getting the better of Bouye, and and Jack was, to their credit, they they started to, and they switched it up and started putting Ramsey on Cooks, and Ray wasn't throwing there much at that point until it was that deep ball with Ramsey. You would you call him like the Jeff? He gave him the Jeff Hardy he chop. Him the,
1: he gave some Jeff Hardy spinning neck break. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he gave. He get Cooks a Jeff Brady spinning breaker, <laughs> and that caused a um you know pass interference. But once Ramsey was on him, you know Cooks wasn't getting the ball much. So they switched that up a little bit. But Bouye, a great cornerback, was the weak link into that in their defense, especially in deep ball. So Brady found them. And the guy I want to talk to you about, Mike, because that I'm not too sold on yet, is Chris Hogan. Two receptions, twenty yards. I know this this was a a tough defense, but since he's been back, I haven't seen the separation, the explosion that we're used to seeing
1: Chris Hogan, who's having a breakout year in the beginning of the season. I mean, yeah, uh, you look at Chris Hogan last year in the playoffs, the guy had three touchdowns against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, a huge game from him, and then ever since he's been back from injury, you, you haven't seen much of Chris Hogan, I mean, I think a little bit is the fact that he is trying to bounce back from his injury, get back into game shape, whatever the case may be. But on top of that, you know, as the year has gone on, and especially with him out for injury for an extended period of time, other guys have really been called upon to step up. Brittany Cooks has really been called upon to step up more and more week after week as he's gotten more comfortable in the offense. And Dola, playoff Dola has stepped up and, and and has become even more of a favorite target for Tom Brady. You know, Bronkowski's still there. But I think since Chris Hogan was out for a little bit, it's kind of he kind of dropped in the rankings yep. in terms of who Tom Brady is looking at. I still I think, you know, when Chris Hogan is involved, he's a great target, you know, great weapon to have. But I just with the amount of weapons, because you think of Deion Lewis is up there as well. James White is involved when Burkhead's on the field, Burkhead is involved, you know. I think it's a little bit of chris hogan coming back from injury and also the fact that chris hogan is just in the mix with a lot of weapons that the patriots currently have at um on offense i'm looking at a question coming in from wj bell and he says in our opinion how did the jags lose this game i think well one i'm already going to say blake bortles again he wasn't built for the moment you know not only blake bortles but just the whole jaguars team in general know, this is the biggest game that the Jacksonville Jaguars—excuse <laughs> me—the Jacksonville Jaguars have had since uh, I think the last time they were in the playoffs was that 2002. I'm not sure the correct year, but this is the biggest game that organization has had in a while. Uh, um, and for this moment that they have to step up in, you know, obviously they came out hot. They came out with a lot of energy. But I think, you know, being in Gillette Stadium, being in against, you know, the Patriot Mystique—that's what you want to—the words you want to use. I just think I, over time, they just fell under pressure. You know, they went up big and they came out hot. But as time went on and Brady and the Patriots got comfortable in their in their home and their element, they just, you know, succumbed to the pressure and wasn't able to step up and continue to roll on the momentum that they had in the first half. Another thing is I you have to – their play calling was trash, Mike. Their, <laughs> their play
0: calling was completely trash. They didn't trust Borders, They didn't put trust into Borders. Borders was actually cooking the Patriots for a little bit in this game. and. Like I mentioned earlier how it was very predictable what they were going to do with Fournette. So the first, once you start becoming predictable, you're always put into third down situation. And eventually it's not going to work. You know, early in the first half, the third downs were working. They were doing all these nice of play actions. But the pitchers ended up figuring it out. So the play calling was bad and not having trust. Mike, I, we talked about it in halftime. Jaguars had 55 seconds left with the ball with two mm-hmm. timeouts at the end of end of the second quarter and they just decided to kneel. In most cases, 55 seconds, two timeouts, you're thinking you can get with any quarterback, any offense, you're thinking three mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. You try to you're gonna try to get into field goal position. And that's I think the play calling was really bad. And another thing you mentioned conditioning at the end of the game, you know Jaguar started to get really tired. And you could have you saw you saw that with the um, Deion Lewis run to pretty much wipe out the Jaguars from contention. They they weren't able to to get him out. So all of these factors, but the number one thing was the play calling. They they weren't able on offense to make enough plays.
1: Yeah, I mean I think you summed it up all right there for sure. <laughs> Shout out to this guy. He said, by the way, thank you for not pronouncing Jaguars as Jaguars. Uh-huh. I don't know why Romo was doing that. <laughs>
0: that was driving me crazy. I had a
1: bone to pick with Romo too. I feel like, you know, if you you guys out there agree with me, let me know. But I feel like Romo has something against Tom Brady and the Patriots. I don't know if he's jealous of the success that Tom Brady's in the in Belichick is having because Tom, uh, Romo's damn career has come to an end with his broken back and whatnot. He can't be on the field anymore. So you look at a lot of the times when. You know things are going well for the Patriots. That one catch that Amendola had. You had Romo on. Ah, e- oh, e- ah. oh, I don't know. Like, what's good with Romo? What, what? I don't understand what it is. These last couple of games that the Patriots have had, it's like just Romo. Just he's he excited, excited. He's he gets, excited for the opposing team success. And then when it gets to the Patriots, like oh, I don't know. It's a it catch. It's just weird. But that's just that's just my little thing about Romo there. But all in all, man. Patriots are to the Super Bowl. Patriots are to the Super, Mike, the super Bowl. I, I don't know, Mike. If, it might be us. I think it might be us. Hey, we're two for two, Mike. Marvin and I have been holding on this post game <laughs> show for two years now. Last year, when we first started it, Patriots won a Super Bowl. This year, we're doing it again. Patriots to the Super Bowl are we good luck are we bringing the packs good think, luck holding down this show
0: i think it might be us man hey I man we are the hidden secret you guys you know let the world know that mike and mark might be the reason why patriots are to the super Bowl. forget their play i think we're the good luck spread
1: talk. the word spread <laughs> the word this show right here is the good luck show we the michael jordan secret stuff we the secret stuff we the secret stuff we the secret i like that the patriots are back to the super bowl the eighth one tom brady bill belichick they're continuing to just cement their legacy as the greatest to ever do it. These guys really? <laughs> season in and season out. You know, obviously getting to the Super Bowl is huge, but this is a team that's successful every year, even the years where they don't make the Super Bowl. Like, they'll get to the AFC Championship game. They'll have a winning record and get and make it to the playoffs. Like, this is a team that just doesn't know what it feels like to not be successful ever since Belichick and Brady has, has taken over things. And it's just such, if you're a Patriots fan, it's amazing to watch because you honestly don't know otherwise. If you've been watching Patriots football since the year 2000 moving forward, it's just nothing but success. Super Bowl or not, it's winning seasons, winning football, great football being played, and Super Bowls.
0: We got a couple of comments I want to touch base on. First was, do you think Rob will be back for the Super Bowl, and do you think it was a dirty hit? I think Two weeks, you know, when you you have a two-week break here from AFC Championship to Super Bowl, how do we know that? Because we've been here before many (laughs) times. But I think two weeks should be enough time for Gronk to get back. That was a vicious hit. It was a real vicious hit. I don't think it was dirty, though. From seeing it a couple times, I think he was just trying to make a play at the ball. You know, Gronk also got low trying to catch it as well. I don't think it was dirty. Vicious hit. You know, you hope the best for Gronk. It didn't look pretty. It didn't even look like he knew where he where he was at. Yeah. You know, he, was, it just, he, he was, looked dazed. He was when he got He out. looked dazed. Another, another person out here, Casey saying. I was
1: just about to call out this Casey person.
0: Casey saying it was rigged. All I'm going to say is this. If you really feel that this football game was rigged or Patriots cheated their way into this game, the refs, whatever, I feel sorry for you. I really do feel sorry for you. I don't know who your team is, who you support, what is your happening. Team,
1: but Casey's team somewhere playing golf or something right now. That must be the yeah, issue. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to go
0: through this, Casey. I'm I'm so sorry for this. I mean, keep, thank you for watching, you know, showing some love to us. But, hey, hey, man, sorry. Sorry. You get the sorry of the game, Casey. <laughs> I'm giving it to you.
1: Oh, man. But you know what, Marv? I want to look ahead because Ooh. now that the game is over, you can now look ahead to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Now, here's a situation. I'm going to play out a scenario that could come up. All right. I like. Patriots could be facing the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, Mm-mm-mm. a home game in the Super Bowl.
0: I don't want to see that.
1: If you're just looking at the teams, I don't think the Minnesota Vikings are on the Patriots level. That's just point blank period, just looking at the teams. But then you're giving a team home field advantage in the Super Bowl. That throws a whole nother monkey wrench into the situation. Yes, I think the New England Patriots are better than the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. But now you're telling me the Minnesota Vikings are playing at home in the stadium, in the field, in the crowd, everything they're used to. That their atmosphere is all theirs. They don't have to buy tickets for family. They don't I have to, to travel in. Traveling, traveling. Go eat at their favorite restaurant before the game. Go yes. sleep at their nice house in their nice bed before the game. And then they just wake up and just drive to the stadium. They don't have to deal with any hotels. A lot of, a lot of advantages. That's a lot. So I'm just, you know, looking forward to what the Pages could be up against. You know, if it is the Philadelphia uh Eagles, I think that'll be a good football game. Obviously, it'd be much more entertaining if it was, you know, Carson Wentz versus Tom Brady. You know, two guys who are MVP candidates, you know, throughout the regular season. But, you know, it could go either way with the two teams that are that are coming up, you know, obviously. Both teams have their different pros and their cons. If you, if you want to break down each, and, each team and what they have and the weapons they have and their defense and whatnot. But it all remains to be seen after the, the NFC Championship game comes to a conclusion. You know, I think it's being played right now as we speak. And the Patriots, while they're celebrating drinking their champagne, whatever the case may be, hopefully Brady's jersey doesn't get stolen or something. You know, they're waiting to see. Who their Super Bowl opponents will be. And that's what John
0: was asking us about, who we'd rather see, Philly or Viking. I think, like you mentioned, Patriots are better than both teams. But all in all, I've seen Case Keenum make plays on offense. You know, this is, think about a Jaguars defense, which is actually better than the Jaguars defense, and then a, a quarterback who can actually make plays and has weapons. You know, Vikings are not a team to sleep over with. I trust Case Keenum. In times like this, because he's he's shown it, he's shown it that he can all do this season. all season. He's shown it, and I'm really he's a great story. I'm really happy, honestly, for Case Keenum. Nick Foles? <laughs> not so much. Yeah. I don't really trust Nick Foles. Like, and I say this because as Patriots defense isn't, aren't isn't the greatest, you know, it's we 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 we've, we've, we've seen the holes in their in their defense, and I'm more confident in the Patriots defense stopping Nick Foles in that offense than case kingdoms offense, but they're both both officers have a lot of things to go for you know you have an alshon jeffrey there nelson aguilar Ertz. you know they both teams have weapons on both sides of the field so it's going to be
1: unfortunately probably another nail biter mike could be i mean like you just said the weapons you just mentioned for the the eagles the weapons for for keenum you know you got stefan diggs who has the catch and the play of the year probably uh last week uh, against the saints um, they got my guy, Adam Thielen, who had an amazing year, you know, going to the Pro Bowl. Um, they got uh, Kyle Rudolph, who was a solid tight end for them over there. And then their running backs that they mix in with uh, Murray, um, you know, they lost their star running back early in the season. But they're still – they have a lot of success over there. Uh, they've had a great season. And even though Keenum wasn't supposed to be the guy, you know, they had – Teddy Bridgewater is supposed to be quarterback. Then you bring in Sam Bradford, who's supposed to be quarterback. You know, Keenan was the third option over there, and he stepped up and he's had a pretty incredible season to lead his team to this point. Again, it remains to be seen. At the conclusion of the NFC Championship game, I think whichever opponent emerges victorious, like Mark said, it could be a nail biter. You know, you know that's what you expect to see in a Super Bowl game: back and forth, a good game played. You know, if it's a blowout. You know, it takes a little bit of excitement unless it's your team that you don't really care because it's a blow. But all that matters is if you're a Pats fan and a lot of these people other than Casey clearly are Pats fans, your team is headed back to the, the Super Bowl. So, you know, have a nice little, <laughs> nice little sip of something. This Enjoy is. This, your it feels good, man. It feels, feels good. good. Another year, another Super Bowl appearance for sure. Let's take
0: let's take one or two more questions, Mike. We got Kelvin here asking: Got any reason why Amendola doesn't get fed the ball often? He seems effective. What do you think is the reason he isn't utilized often enough? Um, one thing with Amendola, Mike, he's injury prone. That is true. He's, he's a little fragile. He's injury prone. you know he's he's getting there in age as well. So I think for the most part, Patriots try to keep him safe you know try to keep him safe he does they don't use him much in offense, especially when you have so many weapons including the running backs like burkhead white lewis then you add in Gronkowski, cooks hogan and falls in the death chart a little bit but he's always been that guy in third down situations where you need him in there because you know he'll make he'll make a big play for you in the stretch and now when you got you have bodies falling and then you saw his performance last week. You see his performance this week. Amendola is a guy now that he's shown that he needs to be on the he needs to be in the field for most of the majority of plays. And I'm gonna tie what I'm saying into what Clifton was asking us who was who could possibly be the Super Bowl MVP for for um 52. Was this Super Bowl fifty two so, now? Yes. Super Bowl fifty two. If Amendola had a game like this week, I'll give Amendola the Super Bowl MVP.
1: I agree 100%. If he can duplicate this performance, you know, he would definitely be in the talks of Super Bowl MVP um, right next to guys like Tom Brady, who also had an amazing game. Uh, I agree, you know, pretty much. I think one thing the Patriots try to do with Amendola because of his age and him being injury prone, you know, he doesn't play a lot of snaps. You know, they they limit his snaps for a lot of the same reason that you brought up. But when he does get them snaps and he's on the field, he's very – Very productive. And I think with the Super Bowl coming up and the fact that he's been performing so well, you know, his his snap count will be taken up to another notch because, I mean, this is the last game of the season. This is for everything coming up. This is for the Super Bowl championship. So expect to see more Amendola, you know, moving forward, especially if you have, you know, Hogan, you know, not really, you know, playing his full potential. Uh, Whatever the case may be, Amendola will be on the field more and hopefully he can produce like he did today. Definitely, might Mike, but take it away. Looking at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what time it is. Championship edition. <laughs> Championship edition. Stars and sorries of the game. I think I saw a couple trickled in uh, through the comments, but send them our way. Let us know who you think a star is of the game. Let us know who you think a sorry is of the game. Let's start with the stars. Marv, my goodness, I know the list can go on for the New England Patriots. I'm gonna start it off, keep it very simple. Okay. Give it to the GOAT. Tom Brady. Definitely. Excellent game. Like I said earlier in the show, this guy was was surgical out there, the way he was, you know, passing the ball, the accuracy, the the power. You know, he got sacked three times, but even the big hits that he took, he got popped a couple of times. Well, he's able to bounce right back up and continue to make plays happen. Finished 26 of 38 for 290 yards, two touchdown passes. Solid game from your starting quarterback. Tom Brady gets a star of the game. Of course, Brady gets a star
0: of the game. The goal, you know, once they once they were in, it was 20 to 17. You kind of knew what was about to happen. You, you knew that Brady was going to turn it up for you. And so he deserves it a couple guys I want to give you know this this star to obviously we mentioned Amandola we're not going to get into big details 7 7 receptions 84 yards two big TDs a guy two guys in defensive end I want to give a star to that we didn't talk about Calvin Noy he's back into the defense man led the team in tackles with 9 mike had a sack had a tackle for loss Calvin Noy I'm not a big fan of him you know <laughs> he's not he's not the greatest athlete but he makes plays when it counts and he's, he's always he's always in the middle of things. So Calvin Noor definitely, I think, deserves a star of the game. Another guy I want to give a star to is Trey Flowers. He's really making a name for himself on this defense. He has some, he didn't get a sack, but he was always around borders, forcing Borders to make some, you know, crazy, crazy throws here and there. So Trey Flowers, nine tackles, I believe he had as well, a tackle for a loss. Big game for Flowers, Van Noy, Brady, Amendola. The list can go on, Mike.
1: I'm going to give a start to my guy, James Harrison. Ooh-hoo. Because that one play that he had there in the fourth quarter where he got a hit and I think he forced a fumble, caused uh, Borders to fumble. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars were able to recover, but it was able to push them back a couple yards, take them out of field goal range, and make it that much more difficult for them to do anything. I got to give James Harrison a star because this is a guy who's up, in the, up there in age he doesn't play a lot of snaps, but when he does get on the field, I think it's, it's, it's been realized by now that you can feel his impact. And yes, he finished with three tackles in the game. I think he had that forced fumble as well. So James Harrison, way to integrate yourself with the new team and then make plays happen when you step onto the field. I got to give James Harrison a star. Of the
0: game, I see stars here. Clifton got him, James Harrison as well. He also put in Ty dollar Sign as a star of the game. Um, John mentioned Amendola as a star. So you guys pretty much, you guys pretty much agree with us. So Mike, when there's the good, there's the bad, and when you're bad on this show, we tell you, Casey, sorry. sorry. <laughs> this guy Casey, well, keep
1: keep talking. We gonna talk right back. So I mean. One comment I'm seeing here again from our guy Clifton. Sorry of the game. I think this one's huge. Jalen Ramsey. Oh, what he, was I saying, Mike? Going to the Super Bowl. And we're, we're going to win that B. B. We're going to win that B. That's all he was saying after they got this victory over the Super Bowl. He said, pretty much in that comment, they're going to roll over the Patriots and make their way to the Super Bowl and get the victory. Sorry,
0: young boy. Not only
1: are you not going to the Super Bowl, but you're not even victorious over the new england patriots so all that you know hippity hoppity yelling and screaming we going to the super bowl and we winning that expletive jalen ramsey oh that's gonna feel from marvin myself mm-hmm. and from a lot of pats nation we gotta tell you sorry, sorry. don't write checks that your mouth and your hands and your play can't cash mm,
0: book it Sorry, okay. I don't have anything else. <laughs> I don't have anything else to add to that. You know, Jags came and they fought well. They I'm, they impressed me. Even Bortles played pretty nice, Mike. Bortles did his thing. But someone I got to give a sorry to because he's been giving us sorries in 2007. He gave us a sorry 2010. But now it's our turn. Tom Coughlin.
1: Woo! <laughs> That might be even sweeter than a Jalen Ramsey. Tom freaking
0: Coughlin. You thought, you thought you sneaked out, huh? Went to AS AFC. Thought we wouldn't notice. You came in, you formed a nice little mini New York Giants <laughs> team with a fake Eli Manning. But let me tell you something. Patriots, Patriots figured you out. Figured you out. You got, you got the Jalen Ramsey's, you got the Campbells, all of this, that. But guess what? 2420, and guess where we're going? We're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that. <laughs> so, so, Tom Coughlin, on this show, we're going to give you a big fat old sorry.
1: Got you this time, Coughlin. They got you this time. That feels good, I That man. felt good. That feels good. Because felt- I tell you, 2007. <laughs> you got me. Hey, man. I, it still has me. 2007 still has me but it's good to get get one over tom coughlin if you're a patriots fan for sure but yeah man with all that being said marv as we wrap it up here appreciate all the comments coming in Love it from the patriots fans from the haters out there who want to continue to talk and say the game is rigged and all of this whatever, but you know some of the, there was a comment
0: here craft has a job for both you guys. Yeah, Hey, at CLNS underscore Marv, at CLNS underscore Mike. Nice. Let Kraft know we out here. Let them know if they got a job for us, we'll take it.
1: Hey, hey Patriots need some some guys <laughs> to be on the mic at the games and whatnot, not get the crowd hype. We can do it. We right here for it. So I mean. Hey, we've been holding it down two years, three years running. Yeah. See it being even more with that with the amount of work that Marv and I have put in over the years. But yeah, again. As we hold down this post game show, the Patriots are headed back to the Super Bowl, and they look to win Ooh. number six. Number six, man. You know, two weeks,
0: two weeks of great media, great football talk. Big question mark is Rob Gronkowski, obviously. Um, so you know, stay in touch, everyone. Like I said, our Twitter handle, clns underscore Marv, clns underscore Mike. Nice. Let's let's get ready for a great Super Bowl. We will be here as soon as the Super Bowl hit 000 and
1: man let's let's celebrate together hopefully. That's true. So, it's been the post-game show powered by CLNS Media Network. On that note, we are signing out and we'll see you guys after the Super Bowl. Go Pats.